welcome to Big Blend Radio's vacation station travel and leisure show. Hey, everybody, welcome uh, today. You know what? It is the third Wednesday, which means it's time to chat with Cheryl Ogle. Cheryl is a world traveler. She's a travel advisor and the owner of the travel company, Hey, Wanna Go? And she specializes in travel to Europe, the UK, river and ocean cruises. And she's here every third Wednesday, as I was saying. It's our Hey, Wanna Go? Travel Wednesday with Cheryl. And she always shares tips on packing, on booking flights, cruises, all of that. But um, today we're doing a follow-up on her recent adventure on these Christmas market cruises through Europe. And we talked about this uh, in July, for Christmas in July. And today she is back with a follow-up because she just returned home from uh, an excursion in London and then going to Budapest, of Bratislava, I can't pronounce this, and Vienna. And so... Did I do it? Cheryl, welcome back. How you are you? You did it. Thank you. I, I am I'm a little jet lagged, but all good. <laughs> oh hey, jet lag is good. When people have jet lag. Hey, listen, we just drove from, you know, Texas to Oregon and we feel jet lagged. We're in a, only a two hour difference time zone, but when you go, you know, across the pond, over the pond and into all these different countries, um, do you have any tips on that actually on jet lag for folks? Because I- I do. So when, for me, flying across the pond and going there is easier. And although you fly overnight, you land, for, for me, we started in London because it was my birthday weekend and London's my favorite city. So I decided I was going to spend my birthday in my favorite city. So we went to London and you arrive at, you know, 6, 7 a.m. and usually can't check into your hotel until 3 p.m. Sometimes you get lucky, but usually not. And so you've got to push yourself. So if, you, if you're like most of us and you don't sleep well on a plane, when you land, your best bet is to go drop your luggage and then, then get out and find, seek light, natural light, and get outside and just pretend, just, just acclimate and just decide, okay, it's 9 a.m. and go get a cup of coffee, go get breakfast, trick your body, don't let your body, you know, tell you, no, really, we're tired, we've been traveling, you know, it's dinner time, it's not dinner time, it's breakfast time. And so just kind of fake it till you make it. If you can push yourself on that first day until like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. if you can, and then go to bed, you'll, you'll sleep 10 or 12 hours. You wake up the next day and, and really you're pretty adjusted. You know, resist that urge to get in your hotel and take a nap because lying down is the worst thing you can do. Um, I've done it before and you, you say, okay, it's just one hour and your alarm goes off in an hour and you go, oh, just one more hour, you know, hey, Siri, you know, set a timer for one hour and you wake up at 7 p.m. and now you've slept 10 hours, you're hungry, you're tired, you're groggy, but you can't go back. (laughs) So just resist the urge of of taking that nap. Mm -hmm. Um, Push yourself, go, go find something to do, go find a market, go find a garden to walk through. Um, A museum might be a little dry for arrival day, but go, go seek light and, um, just trick yourself into thinking that, you know, you're starting your day. I like that. I like that. So. I mean, we have to do that, too, as we travel across the country. You know, yeah. I, yeah, we don't even have a clock. So many yeah. time differences. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a clock. And so, like, even today doing our recording, I had messed up. I'm like, wait, I'm talking to someone in Hawaii, and I'm like, I'm ahead, I'm behind. I don't know. 
you know, my body just doesn't know. It's like, get up, you know, like I basically wake up every day at 3 a.m. No matter where we are, it's a 3 a.m. wake up call. And so I get up, it's either time to get up or it's not. And so, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing, but, um, as long as you do get sleep along the way somewhere, but on these epic adventures, I mean, this, this Christmas market cruise, you're not having to drive. You're really not having to do much, right? When you did this cruise, because it's like, once you get on the ship, like you're in and yet you're visiting all these amazing places, right? So this is kind of like an easy way of traveling. You have some hassle, obviously flying and all that is a pain for all of us, right? It's just, and some right. people actually really like it. It's their way to go to sleep actually, but, um, and catch <laughs> movies or read a book finally, you know, so it's, um, it's different though, when you get on a cruise, once you get through that initial, okay, get our luggage in and all of that and flying, isn't that kind of a magical thing that you can just go, okay, now it's time to party. <laughs> Exactly. And I feel that way if you're getting on a big cruise ship, as soon as you cross that last little gangplank, you know, and you take that first step onto the ship, it's like, okay, now it's really going to happen. Because until that that moment, I'm still holding my breath thinking someone's going to say, hey, you're you're wrong. You can't bore (laughs) something that something's (laughs) going to go wrong. Um, That first step. But with a river cruise, when you're looking at 150, maybe 175 people on board, you don't have that rush of, you know, the cattle call where you're all leaping through, going through security. It's not a big deal. It's, you know, it's a quick little, you know, it's, it's just a quick little walk on board and you tell them who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's a more relaxing embarkation, disembarkation process. And that's so that's cool. who doesn't like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, once you're on, you know, since, since you have excursions included, that also cuts down on your thinking. And so you, you really can just get on, get there and, and enjoy. Mm. And so with this, when, because this cruise focused on the Christmas market, um, we had three ports where, where we were heading, and that was the focus. We did get a little city tour in each, but um, largely it was to go see the Christmas market. Wow. So and you were saying, and you've got a great blog, and everyone, the link to Cheryl's blog, um, is in the show notes of the podcast. Um, but you can also go right to heywannago.com, her website, and go click on blog. And she wrote about it. She's got all kinds of great photos that make you hungry and festive. You know, you, you had snow falling. Yeah. So that had to be magical. But thinking about being in these very historic cities and in a, in a market that is a, a, like a very historic tradition, right? Right. Right. They've been doing this for hundreds of years and it's, you know, locals will come together and do, do their shopping there. They'll meet there and have a hot drink and um, like an outdoor pub type setting. And so often like Bratislava, the market was small, but had so many food choices. I mean, my sister and I wandered through twice, like, okay, we knew we were just going to split something, but (laughs) where did we want to stop? What are we going to land on? And um, so many locals were there just meeting up for lunch as a, a break in their day for work. So Ooh. it was a, you know, it was a fun time. Oh, now let's talk about the food. Okay. You know, this, oh. this is the worst thing about these podcasts <laughs> with you is I always get hungry and you and I have a shared uh, a, a love for cake and, and all those good things. Um, <laughs> but, you know, come on, you know, listen, when you travel, you're allowed to be bad because this is, you know, travel is, is one of the most 
important things we can do. And as we close out this year, 2023, and, you know, everyone may be listening later in 2024, but looking into the new year, I mean, travel, what is the best gift you can give yourself or a loved one is the opportunity of experience and traveling to new places. If we all talk about our wish lists, our bucket lists, whatever, however you want to talk about that list. But I would say now would be the time to look at this and eat all this good food. We're eating Christmas foods now, but I have a feeling that over there, the deliciousness is heightened. And um, this could be like a, you know, a culinary journey when you go on these Christmas market cruises. Well, it it really could be because there are things that you don't see here. Um, for instance, in Bratislava. So after we circled around, we saw a man carry away a little cardboard bowl of something. It's like, okay, where did he come from? Because <laughs> yeah. whatever he has, we need that. And it was it was like roasted fingerling potatoes Ooh. as your base, and then a cream no sauce, and you have you could have different kind of sauces. I, there's a picture of it on my blog, and looking at it now, I'm I'm feeling really discontent with the tomato soup I'm about to have for lunch. Um, but it, it is, what else was on there? I'm looking. It was onions. They went in the back and chopped um, green onions fresh. Bacon, cheese. Oh, no. Oh, and then some sour cream and barbecue you're sauce. You're talking Na- Nancy's language here. Are you, you're you're serious. Like, oh. you, you put bacon on. Oh, they my were, gosh. It was amazing. And we, we split this thing, and we still had probably a third of it left. We could not have eaten any more. Um, anyway, it was amazing. But it's oh just things like that. You don't you don't go to the Sonic and order a bowl of this. <laughs> I mean, that's you no, know, no. So where do you get these things in the states? Well, so potato is, pancakes. I want to talk about potato uh, pancakes because I haven't had those since I was a kid, and that's something very traditional. Uh, um, I know Germany, yeah. um, right? Then this is I can't even explain them, but they're really good. And I we went to a pancake place the other day. And that's the first thing I looked for was potato pancakes and they weren't there. And I'm like, I must be talking to Cheryl so much that I've forgotten I'm in America. But, you know, <laughs> potato pancakes are hard to find, like good ones, you know? Yeah. Well, and these are these are made fresh. Uh, it's yeah, it's hard to beat those when um, they're made fresh and they have different varieties of toppings. And so you can choose it plain. You can choose it with, you know, loaded with meats and, and all that. So many offerings. And yet. You hate to stand there and just keep filming when they're busy and selling things like, okay, excuse me, I just need a quick picture of your booth. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. The, you, at the market, I was watching as you guys were traveling, and you're posting uh, videos on Facebook, like live stuff, and here, here's like this, you know, it, it's like almost like food stalls, right? But um, yes, they're keeping mm-hmm. warm, but it's little restaurants. But you're filming them. They're in the windows making it. Like it's... It is, you know, from yeah. the kitchen to the table, you can watch the process, know where your food is mm-hmm. coming from. And these are like almost ancient techniques. I mean, these markets come from like the 13 to 1500s, you were saying, Middle Ages. But these are traditional yeah. foods, not just from the markets, but passed down generation after generation. And here they are doing this, you know, it's not machine made uh, without people's, you know, touch of love on the food you know? Right. That, exactly. And that, like one of them in Budapest, so um, Hungarian goulash is, is very, it's just prominent, you know, everywhere you go in Budapest. They all say, we have the best goulash. Well, in the market, they have this bowl. It's almost like a giant wok. And it probably holds, 
five to eight gallons of goulash at a time. And they've got two of them going and they're just simmering. Um, it's incredible. And you just go up and get, get yourself a little bowl of goulash. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> and and flatbread then, pizza, then go, I didn't expect that. Oh, oh, wait. But well, this, I know. You, we can't, you can't, there's two things. Pizza, there's no way. You, you had flatbread pizza and I, I would not have expected that at all. But you know Nancy and I on pizza, right? So like pizza. Yes. Tell, tell us about flatbread pizza. What, I mean, was that a surprise so, for you? Well, you know, they, they call it flatbread pizza, but something's lost in translation because there's nothing flat about it. The crust is like <laughs> an inch and a half thick. I mean, mm. it, it's this big thing, of which is more bread than I want. So we didn't actually have it. We did stand there and drool and sniff for, for a moment or two before we moved on. But it is, it's probably an inch and a half thick. And then your toppings, you know, several, several different varieties, but all beautifully made, handmade and baked right there. So every, everything, that's it is everything is made right there. Um, wow. Chimney cake, because we're, you know, we can't skip dessert. Um, she, our last night in Budapest, we were at the market and they, they were, there was a long line for chimney cakes. And they, it's a wad of dough and they wrap it. I have a long video. It's too long, I think, to put on my blog. But um, they wrap it around this oiled wooden, it looks like a rolling pin, but it's got a little cone shape. And so it's well oiled. They wrap it around here and then it's, it's baked slowly over, over hot coals. And then it's um, rolled in cinnamon sugar. And then some people choose to have it filled with whipped cream or, or other things. I'm, I'm a purist. I want cinnamon and sugar and that's it. And so, but this one came, it, it, it was a foot long. So my sister and I both nibbled on it. Um, and then I stuffed it. In the, I have a, have a foldable shopping bag that I take when I travel. And so I just stuffed it in the bottom of that. We get back to the, ho- or the ship that night and we're packing because we're flying home the next day. And so I throw it in my suitcase or in my, in my backpack. And then the day, well, after my house sitters left, I find it. And man, I put that thing in the microwave for sixty seconds, and it was amazing. <laughs> so you go, day old, I know, day old chimney cake, but um, it's just a fun treat. It's something that you're not going to find anywhere else. Go eat the chimney cake. Life is short. You know, yes, I'm home. You know, and back to eating healthy mostly. Well, you, you know, know, I'd be putting the flatbread pizza in my suitcase, right? You know, that's going to happen. I know. Exactly. <laughs> You know, well, well, I want well, you know, you know how I travel, but um, so I love to hear that somebody else put puts food in their baggage and finds something. Right, and me. Oh my um, it was so funny. And I've been known to have packed pizza and wine in my suitcase and forget about it for a month. So yeah. Anyway, um, I want to go back to the drinks you were talking about too, because this is something really neat, and I know that you have like a collection of Christmas mugs, right? Yes. Well, I do now. So no. when you go to the market, they, some of them do, I mean, they will sell the hot beverages in takeaway cups, but they also um, sell little mugs, ceramic mugs, and you pay a, usually about a five euro, five, five to 10 euro deposit. And you get your mug, you get your whatever drink you want in it, you pay for the drink extra, and then you own that mug. And if you want to return it, you just take it back. They, they hand you a five euro or whatever you paid back. And that's fine, but I I want to take them home because they're all so different. I've got a couple that are little boots, and um, they're just fun. One from Vienna has the the city hall, but it's all blacked out, and so you put a hot liquid in it, 
and then the the black goes away, and now you see the city hall all decorated. So wow. it, it's quite a thing. I didn't know it was a thing, but it, it is a thing, apparently. You could go around to these markets and collect these mugs. Um, anyway, so now I have a, I have a collection of seven. <laughs> so um, I just have to find more next year, I guess. Yeah, well, you know... Yeah, special. They say the name. So usually it'll say Bratislava 2023. And so it's a good way, you know, it does advertise the market, reminds you of the market that you founded at. Because in, like in Vienna, they have over 50 Christmas markets. And I think I only, I visited five. And so one, some of my clients visited another one and I saw them get on the coach with, with this particular mug. I said, where did you get that mug? And he showed me and I jumped off the bus to go look for it never could find it so um anyway so next year next year but anyway that it's quite a thing and plus it does cut down on waste you're not getting if you're getting the the hot drinks are small so if you're getting a bunch of those you're not you're not filling up the landfill with a bunch of paper cups or styrofoam cups you're reusing your mug over and over and over that's cool Um, and then at the end of the day again you turn it in or you keep it so and what are you putting in this mug? Let's get to the most important part of this. I, I understand that the beauty of these collections, but what you're sipping on is something that we don't always get in this country either, Gluvine. Um, and now that's something we actually drank a lot of in South Africa. And I wonder if it was just Nancy doing it as I was growing up or like we had, because we, we're very Dutch and German and everything over there too. So we, I mean, we do have that background in South Africa and I was growing up with Gluvine. I've never heard of here, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly anymore because I don't know what language I'm in anymore. I am. I'm getting to see. <laughs> it's that Dutch and German background, but um, that's something, you know, you may find once in a while. Here in this country, it seems to be eggnog more than the blue vine. Right. No, it is. It's the number one drink over there, I would say, and that's that's an unofficial statistic. Don't don't look that up. Yeah. But um, that was the, that was what everyone was drinking. But they also have, for, for the non-wine drinkers, they have what they call a kinder, kinder punch. But it's, you know, it's, it's warm fruit juices that are mulled with a cinnamon Children, and, kinder, and cloves kids. and things. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's your little kid's punch. And then hot chocolate, um, which was very, oh, I, yeah. I got some hot chocolate. And, you know, I'm not a big chocolate lover these days. And so I did get some just because it seemed like the fastest way to get a mug. He wouldn't sell me just a mug. And so I was like, okay, just give me some hot chocolate. But it was, Super rich. I mean, I almost felt like it was like pudding. Anyway, I I managed to have it, you know, and and drink it all. But um, anyway, it was really, really rich hot chocolate. So you do have choices. Um, There's another, so there is a, you know, I don't drink very much, but there is a cocktail I like, like, and it's, it's called a something star martini. And it it is on my blog, um, Mm -hmm. a picture of it. I'm not going to say it in the blog because it may skew things. But anyway, but they had a hot one of those. And so, again, it's a picture on my blog of just just some different drink offerings. Okay, so, so that was really fun. I, I want to, you did this cruise, but what about London? Because I know we've talked about London on the show before. Um, and this is your favorite city, but you also, you you did Christmas, you know, season in London. Was that your first time doing oh. the Christmas season in London? I have, I've been to London over Thanksgiving before, and so lights, lights were starting to come, but back then, that was years and years ago, and I, I really did not know all the great spots to go. Um, I've since learned, learned quite a bit, and so 
on my birthday, I, I handcrafted my entire birthday. I thought, okay, I'm having my perfect day in London. And at the end of the day, we went to see the Christmas lights. And so they are, you know, the angels down, down Regent Street. And anyway, it's just, um, everyone has seen pictures of them, I'm sure. But it's just as magical as can be, but with crowds. I mean, enough to where you kind of hold on to your partner and go, okay, follow me, make sure do I still have you. And you have your other hand on your purse just because I always feel very safe in London. But when you're shoulder to shoulder crowds, yeah. I do keep a hand on my, on my purse. Um, that's, that's a good, another good, good tip. Good I mean, yeah, so. was that the same way too at the markets in, in, you know, when you went through in Europe and Budapest and uh, Braslava and Vienna? I mean, because, you know, there's a Christmas yeah. spirit. There's obviously the shopping in the markets. That's like, you know, number one draw, right? right. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, what about like the twinkly lights, the, the, the ambiance, the, uh, the also spiritual connection of what Christmas is? Yes. Every, every of the major um, Christmas markets that we visited had a, an almost life-size nativity. It was just beautiful. Wow. And it might be in front of City Hall. It wasn't necessarily in front of one, one in, in, um, in Budapest was in front of the Basilica. But I mean, you do you do see them, and people are saying, and I, I feel like you know, happy holidays. If you're you know, if you're Jewish, I hope you had a wonderful Hanukkah season. Sure. But the Christmas markets, they are all saying Merry Christmas. That you know, that is a focus of the Christmas markets, and and it is centered around there. You'll see booths with hand carved nativities that are just beautiful. Mm. Um, just stunning work, you know, all wood and handcrafted. And then there are some booths where things are mass produced and made in countries sure. that mass produce things. Um, and, you you know, it, there's something for everyone. And that also brings price points, you know, for everyone. Well, to but me, there there's are something. Signs, you know, we were... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm no, just excited just about it because that... I'm looking at your photos and you're seeing uh-huh. these cathedrals. And the snow falling down, and you can see where the Christmas booths are where you're going to go shop, right? But these cathedrals, to me, are like the biggest part of the setting, the cathedrals, because that in itself is so ornate. The work that the craftsmanship that built these cathedrals, I mean, way back when, right? And so that's part of that. Mm -hmm. Wow, if you're going to feel Christmassy. You know, and, and on the, everyone's got a different belief system, right? Um, so right we, here on this show, we recognize all and appreciate all. And, uh, absolutely, you know, the, the thing when you look at these cathedrals, I, I mean, it doesn't matter what you believe. There's this good feeling that comes from there. And you have this photo on your blog of a carousel in front of this incredible cathedral. I mean, look at those windows. Look at the work that went into the, I know that's blood, sweat, and tears that went into building this. Um, and there's, of course, London has a bunch, you know, everywhere you went, these cathedrals are there with right. just, um, so where was that? You know, the, the carousel now, to me is incredible. That's amazing. Well, this, this is what you're going to find um, amazing. That is actually, that's Vienna and that is their city hall building. What? Yep. No. Isn't that incredible? Step it up, America. Come on. (laughs) A city hall building is just like city hall stamped on the front, you know, depending on what city. Right. Sorry, but there are some beautiful ones. But like, what? I know. But I thought that was. Isn't it phenomenal? I I did, too. The first time I saw it, it's like, wait, this can't be the city hall market. It's like, no, wait, that is city hall. 
um, you know, where in Fresno, they built a city hall that looks like a spaceship. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the ugliest thing ever. Um, and so you look at this and it's like, oh, wow, that's your city hall. Um, incredible. And there are pictures. Uh, we did not go online um, or we did not go inside, but there are pictures online where you can see the inside. And it's, it's incredible. It's about 150 years old. But yes. sitting right outside there, as you face it, just to the right, there's, there was this massive um, nativity scene and people stopping by to take pictures and, um, and just admire it. Mm. And that carousel so was, is incredible. I just, the carousel to me is, I, I love old carousels because, again, it's going back to that craftsmanship, you know, and I think yes. that's what's well, so beautiful. You, look carefully, it's a double-decker. I know that's see yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, you know with the amount of cake I eat I need to be on the bottom but <laughs> this is amazing when you um, see all the little the little um booths for the shopping and how many people are there and you see the snow on their umbrellas it's like and it's not too much snow it's like the perfect Christmas scene and you had to have just even though it's a lot of people been like wow this is for real like this is a bucket list thing right for people to go yeah. uh, shopping like you said there is mass produced but there's still the ornate traditional crafts right right very very much so and you'll you know you'll see things that you may not find anywhere else I was able to pick up a couple of things for my my youngest grandson my you know little, little 15 month old 16 month old that I've never seen before and um, just special, special little gifts. So you can wander, wander around. And even if you're not a shopper, I think it's fun to just, just enjoy the music, the lights, the decorations, um, and just being there. Mm, I like that. I like it. So Christmas uh, cruises, uh, you've got, you know, the Christmas market cruises uh, for next year, 2024. Um, we were talking about it in July 2023. You went on it and, and had a group with you. You did it as one of your group trips with clients. Yes. Um, for, mm-hmm. for hey, want to go travel, everyone. Um, so when it comes to booking for 2024, when should people start planning and actually making bookings? Anytime, really. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're thinking you want Christmas travel for next year, in January, we need to start that conversation and see what type of trip do you want. I did have two of my clients went and did a coach tour of Christmas markets through Europe, uh, through other places. And then they flew to Budapest and joined the cruise. It was their first river cruise. And so they enjoyed seeing, they, you know, they got to see German Christmas markets and just see several others, other things. So there are other ways if you're open to a coach tour, that is one way to get around and cover a lot of ground. And um, you usually have skip the line access to, um, to any places that you're going to sightsee. So they, they simplify that. Like I tell people about coach tours and they're, they're not right for everyone, but it's like traveling with your parents when you're young and mom and dad say, be in the car at eight and you're down in that station wagon with your little bowl of Cheerios at eight o'clock yep. because they, you know, that they're leaving. And so that's, that is a nice, simple way to go. You can also do them independently and take the rail between cities. And kind of if, for people who like to be out and have a little more independence, that's an option as well. So if you're, if you're looking at holiday travel, if you're looking at travel for 2024, 
we need to we need to start having those conversations in January. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, because things do book up, right? Because there's only so much capacity, no matter what, around the world. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, well, and, and if a- you think about these river cruises, you know, they the ships hold up to 200, with most of them being around 160. So you don't you don't have a lot of availability like you would on these big ocean liners. Uh, before you go, this is very important. Um, you have a photo of. All of this is this Bratislava? Oh, oh, now I can't pronounce it. Uh, Bratislava. <laughs> yeah, is that the the photo with all the sausage? Is that the sausage town? <laughs> That's the sausage oh, city. Oh, you have one with a bunch of sausage. And, yeah, it's gonna think because it looks like you have all kinds of meats, and then like it's almost like a yeah. flauta. Like the are they crepes? With all these I, rolled up things, and then like yes, those, wow. I think those those were crepes. There there were a lot of um, a lot of crepe stations as well. They call them pancakes there, but there wow. there were a lot of little dessert places with different oh, flavors. Okay. And of course, strudel. I you know I didn't even touch on strudel. Um, oh. The strudel for days, every kind of strudel that you might want. Wow, oh, wow. I'm looking at this. And you've <laughs> I need got to a, finish a, unpacking. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you've got a roasted pig popping out of the middle of that photo. Oh my god. <laughs> you found see, it. that you wouldn't see in America. Yeah. Everybody would be like freaking out. Like no. no, you can't be doing that. No. But it's interesting you say crepes, we say crepes, and then at the same time in South Africa, crepes were pancakes. So if they had a pancake breakfast, yes. it was crepes or crepes, however it's you crepes. want to say it. Mm-hmm. And um yes. it, that's how it was. And and so pancakes, I think they would call them shortcakes. I'm not sure, but Oh my gosh, you have made me hungry again. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate every time that uh, Cheryl comes on the show. I want to go eat cake, and it's it. And uh, for me, it's breakfast time. So guess what? <laughs> Feed them cake. Let them eat cake. I'm all in. Uh, everyone, keep up with Cheryl at HeyWannaGo.com. That's her website, and send her an email for help. Uh, you know, planning your trip and. Um, she really specializes in these cruises, but helps people plan their journey. And it's, it's not really at any extra expense to people, right? You're helping you work with the actual destinations themselves to give people the best, uh, you know, adventure that they can have and the best experience. Um, so when you, when right. you start doing river cruises and things like that, you want to have the best. So keep up with Cheryl there Absolutely. and also on Facebook. Hey, want to go travel on Facebook uh, is fun to watch her on there. She always takes you around wherever she's going. And she's, you've done a lot of travel this year. We're going to have to talk about that soon on our New Year's <laughs> show. But you've done a lot this year. You've been around the world. I girl. have, but, but it's been less than 2020. My goal was to travel less this year, and I traveled a little less. It was just all bunched in at the end. Um, but I'm, I'm actually home for two months. And I'm looking forward to finishing unpacking and putting my suitcase away for a couple of months. So, and then, yeah, and that'll then be you nice. know what's happening right after that. Off she goes, like a little yeah. energizer bunny. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well, thanks so much, Cheryl. Everyone, thank you for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Cheryl. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel and Leisure Show. Brought to you by Big Blend Magazines. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com or BlendRadioAndTV.com. Happy travels!